Edtech in India is competitive. The big players in this space are spending millions and millions of dollars every single year trying to overtake each other. Baiju's is burning through billions of dollars to ensure that they can continue to hold the throne, and other edtech unicorns like Unacademy and Vedantu are vying for the remaining market share. And this hyper-competitive environment can be challenging to navigate. Unacademy and Lido Learning have both laid off hundreds of employees recently to control burn and probably move towards profitability. It's a treacherous landscape and should be a very difficult industry to find success in, given how many players are already dominating the market. And yet, seemingly out of nowhere, there's been a new Entrant, an edtech startup that has surprised everybody with their speed, growth, and popularity. And now they're all set to become a unicorn less than two years after they were incorporated. This is the story of Physicswala, a startup that began as a one-man YouTube channel in a small town in Uttar Pradesh, but is now all set to disrupt India's entire edtech space, coming up right after this. So when Alak Bande was in school, he wanted to attend an IIT. And he was a good student too. He probably could have gotten into an IIT, but unfortunately, because of a lack of financial support, this dream just wasn't achievable or realistic. His family had to sell their home just so that he could attend an engineering college. Money was tight. So Alak started teaching young engineering aspirants in his free time to make a bit of extra cash. And after he'd started to do this, he realized that it was actually something that he really enjoyed. He liked teaching. His customer base at this early point in his entrepreneurial journey were 9th standard through 12th standard students. Many of them were preparing for exams like G and NEET, and so after completing his graduation, Alok started doing this full time. But at a certain point, he realized that the impact that he was having as an individual was relatively small. Conducting in-person sessions with these students just wasn't efficient, which is why in 2014, he started a YouTube channel to publish and preserve and distribute his teachings. Now remember, 2014 was way before India's edtech revolution, and teaching online just wasn't considered a serious choice of profession at this point. In fact, this was even before Geo, before the affordable mobile internet that enabled people to watch countless videos on their mobile devices without worrying about running out of data. So YouTube as a career, understandably, wasn't something that anybody was taking seriously. However, in spite of the fact that edtech was still a very nascent market, and also far fewer Indians were watching videos online than they are today, Alok decided to go ahead with this idea of his. He started his channel on the 28th of January of 2014 and began uploading videos. Now, as is the case with most YouTube channels, for the first couple of years, things were relatively slow going, and Alok was mainly relying on his videos' ad revenue. But by 2019, he'd begun to realize that this might actually be bigger than just YouTube. He'd crossed a million subscribers in March of 2019, and startups like Unacademy and Baiju's were beginning to become household names. And Alak started hearing from his students, too, that they wanted more from him. YouTube videos were great, but a proper platform, an app, would be even better. So that is exactly what they did. Alak and his new co-founder, Pratik Maheshwari, started the PhysicsWala app, which they spent a year building. And Alak's subscriber base would, not surprisingly, give this app the hug of death, causing it to crash on the first day because of overuse. It was extremely popular and well-received. Within the first week of the app going live, it had been downloaded 300,000 times. Then, the following month in June, Alak and Pratik registered PhysicsWala Private Limited. They were finally official. Today, Physicswala is a network of YouTube channels with more than 10 million subscribers collectively. 
They have upwards of 500,000 people using their app every single day. And according to the Ken, the startup, now rebranded to PW, earned between 300 and 400 crore rupees in revenue in the financial year of 2021. They're neck and neck with Unacademy's revenue of 380.8 crore rupees during that same time period. And that's impressive in its own right, but then you need to factor in PW's marketing spend. It was zero rupees for that same time period. All of their marketing was organically created by their content and word of mouth. So PW is doing well. They're competitive, they're impressive, they're popular, but how did they manage to grow so quickly? Two years ago, they didn't even have an app. They were just a YouTube channel. Well, one explanation is their pricing. See, companies like Baiju's and Unacademy have always targeted the top 10 to 15% of the market. These are parents of students who are comfortable paying a lot for premium online courses. And especially during the pandemic, this was money that they felt justified in spending. These are parents who send their kids to the best offline schools, so it would make sense to enroll them in the best online schools while offline schools were shut down. Now, as an example, a G annual course from Vedantu or Unacademy can cost anywhere between 15,000 and 30,000 rupees. And if you're watching this video and you're well off, you're probably thinking that that's not a lot of money to spend on something as important as one's own education, right? But there are plenty of people living in tier two and tier three cities in India who simply can't afford such an expensive course. They can't afford Unacademy, but they can afford PW. See, PW's G course only costs 3,500 rupees. Alok's philosophy here is simple yet genius. Baiju's and Unacademy have targeted the top 10 to 15% of the market. So PW has the entire rest of the market to capitalize on. That's 85 to 90%, which is a massive opportunity. Of course, that's just one part of the equation here. The other part, one of the biggest reasons why PW has been able to grow so big so fast, is of course the teacher behind it, Alak Pande. Like Baiju Ravindran at Baiju's, Alak Pande is thought of as an authority, a voice and personality that students can trust and rely on. Remember how I said that PW spent nothing on marketing in the financial year of 2021? Well, one of the biggest reasons for this is PW's own students, Alak's pupils, who do the marketing themselves. 94% of PW's website and app traffic are organic. The platform is reaching millions of people via word of mouth, which means that PWCAC, that's customer acquisition cost, is extremely low. Now, they have started to spend a bit on marketing in the financial year of 2022. For example, they're running two ads right now on Meta, that's across Facebook and Instagram. Now, one thing that sets PW apart from other edtech players like Baiju's, Unacademy, and Vedantu is the amount of money that they've raised, or rather, the lack thereof. See, PW hasn't raised any external funding. They've been completely bootstrapped up until this point. Their competitors, on the other hand, though, have raised hundreds of millions of dollars, which makes it easy for them to take an aggressive approach by offering very compelling salaries. And this is something that PW currently just can't compete with. They might be able to hold out for a little while, but there's always a chance that their teachers will be out-offered by bigger players. And here's Alok's take on all of this. If they're sitting on $400 million, then we also need to show that we have the money. Sometimes these bigger companies put too much money on the table. It becomes difficult for tutors to resist. As a result, PW is now in talks to raise their first ever external funding round, $100 million, which is certainly gonna open up a lot of doors for the company. So there's no doubt that PW's future is gonna be exciting. After many years of building the business from scratch, starting with a one-man YouTube channel, to a startup with its own platform apart from YouTube, more than 100 employees and millions of students, PW is finally gonna be raising external capital. But let's take a minute to unpack that. What does it mean for PW to no longer be a bootstrap startup? 
Firstly, after raising funds from investors, the expectation will likely be that PW is going to expand their offerings. They'll be launching new courses, onboarding new teachers, and this, of course, will result in less and less of a luck. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Ultimately, every company grows larger than its founders. It's a sign of maturity and growth. But so much of PW's brand, its charm and appeal, is built on a luck. So moving away from that in order to grow more quickly might be a challenge. It's going to be interesting to see how they face it. Of course, Baiju's went through the same thing, so hopefully they're able to take a couple of pages out of that book and use them to ensure that the process goes smoothly. The second point that I wanted to raise here regarding this fundraise is that analysts are questioning it. Is it the right move? Is it advisable? Because once PW becomes a VC-funded company, the pressure from VCs for the company to grow fast is going to change the way that the startup operates. That's what happens every time VCs get involved. So hopefully it changes things for the better, but it might also have the opposite effect. Time will tell. And thirdly, in order to continue growing and to grow quickly, PW is likely going to be targeting the offline market too. Ultimately, in a country like India, where only about half of the population uses the internet, that's where a lot of the untapped opportunity lies. And PW is already doing this to an extent. In October of 2021, the company started opening offline centers called PW Pathshala. They're planning on opening these in at least 10 Indian cities to start off with, and the pricing for their one-year courses like G and NEET at these offline centers is between 30,000 and 35,000 rupees, a far cry from their nominal 3,500 rupee online courses. But this does make sense. Offline simply costs more. You need to pay rent, maintenance, you've got a physical limit to the number of students allowed in a physical space, whereas with an app, you can teach an unlimited number of students simultaneously. So the way forward for PW could be difficult, and that's the way that it is for every startup. But there's no denying how innovative and disruptive PW has been in the last couple of years. Bootstrapping a startup in a cutthroat market and making the incumbents sweat is admirable and worthy of respect, in my opinion. We can learn a lot from the success story and business model of PW, as well as the individual entrepreneurial journey of Alak Pandey, who's a huge inspiration of many young aspiring Indian entrepreneurs. I, for one, am excited to see what the future holds for PW and what they end up doing with that $100 million external funding round, and also how the battle for India's edtech space continues to unfold. But anyways, guys, that's enough from my side. I really hope you enjoyed the video, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you.